0: Hi, this is Melissa Wood Tepperberg, and this is the Move With Heart podcast. Are you ready? (laughs) Just breathe it all in. I want to talk. I I can't lie. lie. (laughs) I was like, it's going to be short, sweet, and very spicy. And we're going to get right into it, because apparently some of you think I talk too much. (laughs) I have to say that I am typically never really nervous to meet people, but I was like so nervous and excited to finally meet Dr. Daniel Amen, known as Doc Amen. He is an incredible doctor who goes so deep on bettering our brain health. He shares tips for enhancing your brain health and overall health and happiness. And from what I love most about him is he just simplifies the approach to living a happier life and to living a happier life free of drugs and alcohol. He really expands on what drug and alcohol does to the brain. He shares a little bit on supplements. He recommends almost everyone to be taking and His philosophy and looking for gratitude every day will just warm your heart in the most beautiful way. He actually really made a massive change in my life since this episode. And every night before I go to bed, I now look at all of the things that went well in my day instead of focusing on the things that didn't. And let me tell you, when you close your eyes and lay your head on that pillow at night going to bed thinking about all the positive things, it enhances the quality of your sleep. Get ready for this one. It is just, there's so many soundbites of life lessons and all things to just enhance every single aspect of your life. Okay. I'm so excited to have you here, Dr. Daniel Amen. I have to tell you that I am one of these people who, like, I never get nervous or excited to meet. Like, there's no celebrity or star who I'm like, oh my goodness, but... When I knew that I was meeting you at the Integrative Nutrition Conference, I was, like, so excited. And then when I found out I was speaking after you, it was just, like, such a moment where I was, like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I'm I'm speaking after you. I just – I've – I am, am so inspired by you. And I just, you know, I, I'm so drawn to people who are making an impact and making a difference in people's lives. So I'm so honored to have you as a guest on my podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much. Uh, I enjoyed getting to know you very much. <laughs> we're kindred spirits in many ways.
0: Ugh. I thought so. So it feels good to hear you say that. And it was so nice because not only did I get to see you speak at the conference, but then to have dinner with you and your wonderful partner, Tana, was just, it was like the icing on the trip. So the second I met, I was like, I have to have you on the podcast. So it's it's great to actually really make this happen. I have to say that, you know, watching you on social media and really getting to know you and really getting to understand your work. I always like find it intriguing and interesting to understand like how this all came to be for you. Like, how did you end up in this line of work? What, what guided you on this path?
1: Well, started when I was an infantry medic, uh, During Vietnam, I had a very low draft number, and uh, I always wanted to be a veterinarian, and they had a job to be a veterinarian's assistant. And I'm like, well, I can do that. And they totally lied to me, and I find myself with a machine gun (laughs) Uh, being shot at uh, as an infantry medic. But that's really where I fell in love with medicine. But about a year into that, I realized I didn't like being shot at. So I got myself retrained as an x-ray technician. And that became very important later in life. Because our professors used to say, how do you know unless you look? And then in 1979, I'm a second-year medical student, and someone I love tries to kill herself. And I did not grow up around mental illness. I have five sisters, a father who was sort of a jerk. Um, so I mean, I grew up with stuff like all of us do, but the idea that somebody would want to kill themselves, that was new. And I took her to see a wonderful psychiatrist and I can't, and I came to realize if he helped her, which he did, it wouldn't just help her that ultimately it would help her children and even her grandchildren as they would be shaped by someone who was happier and more stable. I fell in love with psychiatry. It's now 43 years ago. And I've loved it every day since. But I fell in love with the only medical specialty that never looks at the organ it treats. Think about that. Uh, Cardiologist look, mm-hmm. neurologists look, your orthopedic doctor looks, your GI doctor looks. Every other medical specialty looks. Psychiatrist guess. And I knew it was ah. wrong, and I knew it would change. I just had no idea I'd be part of it. But in 1991, I went to a lecture on brain-spect imaging. That's a study we do at Amon Clinics. And it just changed everything I do in my life <laughs> because here it was 1991, I'm a double board certified psychiatrist, so I'm really well trained, but I don't care at all about my own brain until I saw it. And then I'm like, oh, this could be better. <laughs> um, and I've spent you know, the last 31 years trying to have a better brain and helping my patients. Have better brains because Melissa, you know, one of the big lessons I've learned from imaging, we've now done about 210,000 scans. Wow. Is um, so that most psychiatric problems are not mental health issues at all? And I actually remember in 1979 when my taking my friend to see this psychiatrist, I hated the term mental illness. I'm like, she's not mentally ill, she just has stress that she can't deal with. And you know, it's like that idea of shaming someone or diminishing someone. And I hated it back then, but the images taught me most psychiatric illnesses are not mental health issues at all. They're brain health issues that steal your mind. And if you really understand wow. this, everything in my in my specialty changes. It's like, no, just don't drug the brain into submission. You have to nurture the brain. You have to feed it right. You have to give it the right supplements. You have to program it in a way that makes it work for you rather than against you. And so just moving out this concept of mental illness and moving in brain health, uh, brain optimization, brain love, uh, it just, it changed everything for me and I became way more effective, which ultimately is what makes me happy.
0: I mean, it's so, that is just like, wow. I, I feel like I just had such an aha moment with, even in the work that I share and how I'm so big on like the language that you use when you are speaking about yourself or, about others, right? And for me, I just had such a shift in perspective because I'm a product of, you know, I, I come from a bloodline of people who have struggled with their mental health and with mental illness. And it does, I think it makes you feel like, it's it's not necessarily the best feeling, but as soon as you said that, it's like, oh my, no, this is about strengthening your brain and, and then- looking at the things. So I I feel like having you on here today for me is thinking of all of the people that I know I speak to, that you speak to, who are very interested in wellness and bettering their life, right? But they wake up every day and they don't feel excited to jump out of bed. They wake up feeling down um, or just zero enthusiasm for life. And I would love to ask you for someone who isn't happy with their, with themselves, with when when they look in the mirror with their with their weight, with all of the things. Like, where would you even start with someone who, you know, enters the room and is like, "Um, I don't know what to do." Like, I think simplifying the process would be so helpful for our listeners on like where to, where to begin.
1: Well, I think we begin super simply. Okay. You know, I think that's what I've learned that it's this one question that I love so much that I'm always thinking about. This one question it takes about three seconds to ask yourself, is this good for my brain or bad for it? Whatever I'm doing. And let, let me be really clear. Our society is is not working for us it's damaging us and so whatever you do is good for your brain or bad for it and we've been sold a lie that alcohol is a health food and marijuana is innocuous. those are both lies and we're feeding the American population in a way that promotes diabetes, depression, and dementia. So, um, as you wake up and you don't have the energy you want or the vitality you want, it's are you doing things every day that make your brain better or make it worse? And, you know, I think of brain health really is three things. The first one is brain envy. Freud was wrong. Penis envy is not the cause of anybody's problem. (laughs) I've not seen it once in 40 years. It's, you know, the only organ where size matters is your brain. And... uh, that's so good. <laughs> Very few people love their brain. It's like, you know, I live in Newport Beach, California, where I say we have more plastic surgeons per square mile than almost anywhere in the world. And we care more about our faces, our boobs, our bellies, and our butts than we do our brain. And how wow. insane! You is guys, that? listen to that. And so why, you know, why? So in 1991, I'm a double board certified physician, psychiatrist. I'm a physician. I was the top neuroscience student in medical school and I don't care about my own brain. I don't care about it at all until I saw it. And then when I saw it and I looked, I could see it looked older than I was. Then I was horrified, which motivated me to make it younger, that's sort of the exciting, you, you know, the underlying message of my work that drives me every day, is you can make your brain younger. Um, starting today, just by doing the right things, and a year from now, you could actually reverse aging in your brain just by doing the right things. It's like, how exciting, so exciting. is that? So exciting. So, so brain envy, got to care about it and then avoid things that hurt it and do things that help it. And you just have to sort of know the (laughs) list. And, you know, quite frankly, most second graders would get a 95 if I gave them, all right, here are a hundred things, good for your brain or bad for your brain, you know, and I, I did it. I went to my daughter's class and I wrote 20 things on the board and I'm like, separate these for me, good for your brain or bad. They got nineteen out of twenty right. Wow. The only thing they got wrong was orange juice, which they put in the good for your good brain for category us. when it's clearly not, because you know, when is it rational to have the sugar from four oranges right. uh when you unwrap fruit from its fiber source? Unwrapped fruit sugar from its fiber source, it actually turns toxic in your body. And so, but, you know, football, vaping, smoking, alcohol, marijuana, um, hitting soccer balls with your head, not sleeping, talking back to your parents. I mean, all of those things they put in the bad for your brain (laughs) category. That's awesome.
0: I I feel like I wanted to go there and you already re- touched on it. But I mean, even for me, someone who lives a very healthy life and I'm so mindful, I'm like very self-aware of the things. But I was even led to believe of all of the things out there, right, of substances and whatnot, that marijuana has been Really, I believe from society, um, as we've been led to believe that it's one of it's one of the healthier alternatives. And you are very verbal about this. And I mean, <laughs> I live in New York, and now walking through the parks in New York, it's like you're you're just smoking with. It's just you walk in and it's everywhere. It's just become second nature for a lot of people. So can you? go to town on the, I love when you, you showed the scans of the brains and I can't wait to have my brain scanned by you, by the way, um, very soon. But when you showed the scans of the brains and you showed someone who was abusing alcohol, marijuana, cocaine, or it was maybe mushrooms or something else. And please tell us what you observed after scanning all everyone's brain who was using different substances.
1: So I have no dog in this fight. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't, I'm yeah. more likely to make money if you're using marijuana than not, because you're <laughs> right. way more likely to be in my office, uh, than, you know, if you took, took sort of a healthier road. Um, so why do I care about it? it so I'm also a child psychiatrist. And when I started imaging people in 1991, I was the director of a substance abuse treatment center. And the worst scans were from my substance abusers. And I'm also a child psychiatrist. And I would often get 13, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds in my office. And the parents go, I think my child has ADD, short attention span, distractibility, restlessness, impulse control. But their brains would look toxic. And I'm like, so when did they start looking like they had ADD? Oh, they didn't have it at all in fifth grade. It's only in ninth grade, at which point I ordered a drug screen and they were positive for marijuana. And because it decreases motivation, it decreases memory. Um, And it's pretty clear. And then if you look at the scans, marijuana brains look older than you are. I actually published two huge studies. So the largest imaging marijuana study ever on over a thousand people using marijuana compared to healthy, every area of their brain is lower in blood flow. And then I looked at people who are depressed and I looked at people who are depressed who were using marijuana versus those who were not using marijuana, marijuana users, every area of their brain is lower in blood flow. That is not a good thing. And then I published the world's largest imaging study on 62,454 scans on how the brain ages. And it's fascinating. Little kids have really busy brains, not so much when you're older. And then I looked at what accelerates aging. And marijuana was worse than smoking. It was worse than alcohol. And That's just been my experience. And then if you look at the research that teenagers who use marijuana in their 20s have a higher incidence of anxiety, depression, and suicide. We're actually, I'm teasing my nieces. I adopted my two nieces because both their parents are drug addicts. And uh, they're 17 and 12. And I caught my um, 17-year-old niece vaping last year, grounded her like, no kidding, for six months. I'm like, no, no, if we're not aligned, you have addiction in your family, I'm just not okay with this. And she did great with the grounding, um, but I taught her this word that's a new word for both of us called scromiting It's like, what's scromiting It's people who use marijuana that can't stop vomiting. And at the same time, they're screaming. So if you're in the emergency room, a lot of emergency room doctors know if somebody's screaming and vomiting, it's because they have marijuana toxicity. And if you just think of it, it's legalized in 18 states and As the perception of dangerousness of a drug goes down, its use goes up. And I don't know. I want a healthy brain. I don't want a brain that's older than me. And it's not innocuous. study that's been replicated now, um, teenagers who use have a 450% increased risk of psychosis. This is not okay. And all of the doctors at Avon Clinics have seen, um, psychotic induced, psychosis induced from marijuana. And, you know, when I was growing up, a marijuana plant on average has 4% THC. Now what they're selling is 10 to 98 percent thc so the ingredient that makes you high that is really psychoactive is dramatically uh increased from where it was decades ago
0: well i hope that helps open people's eyes because for me i mean eat it definitely made me, I was like, wow, I had no idea. And then seeing the scans that you've shared on social media, I was like, wow, like this is, this needs to be talked about, whether it's an unpopular opinion amongst <laughs> these younger and all generations. Like, I, I think for me, I'm like, I want to have the healthiest brain ever. I mean, for me, it was always like the healthiest self, but now I'm like, no, like I want the healthiest most youthful brain that I can possibly have. My die-hard love for this product is so real. You guys have heard me rave about Array bloat supplement for a really long time and nothing has changed because I'm just so obsessed with this product. And the reason is because it works. It is so clean. The ingredients are minimal. It literally consists of bromelain, ginger root, lemon balm, dandelion root, peppermint, slippery elm. And I will tell you that this little concoction is the formula to get things moving, if you know what I mean. The Array Bloat Supplement helps to optimize digestion, ease that uncomfortable bloated feeling, And it really just speeds up the breakdown of all the things that we're consuming. And I just have to say, it is also, it's vegan, non-GMO, gluten-free, filler-free, nut-free, everything-free, you guys. And it works, like really, really works. I take anywhere from two to three whenever I'm feeling uncomfortable. In the evening after a meal, I have it with a little bit of tea before bed, and it works like magic. You wake up in the morning and you feel like a different person. The code for a discount is MoveWithHeart. That's no spaces. And this can be used on array.com. That's A R R A E.com at the checkout for 15% off or for 25% off the first month of subscription i can't say it enough i know i've said it a lot but i'm absolutely in love with this product and the truth is it's because it's effective and it works wonders don't trust me definitely try it on for yourself and experience some real movement if you know what i'm saying. Okay, let's say someone comes into your office and they're they're n- not feeling well, right? They're battling mental illness and where I have seen psycho, uh, you know, psychiatrists in the past and the first thing I was subscribed was medication and it was just very easy. You can go on a low dose antidepressant, which I did try at that time in my life when I think I was at a real low, and it just it didn't work. I I felt like everything within me dropped, and I I love how candid and open you share your viewpoint on um, medications and antidepressants. If you could, you know, give us some insight on alternatives you would recommend first and, and really just how you feel about antidepressants.
1: Well, what's going on in our society now? I don't know. Can I say this? It's a shit show. I mean, it's just insane. You can say what is happening that you go to your family doctor, to your nurse practitioner, to your physician assistant, uh, to your OBGYN. You tell them you're sad, anxious, and can't sleep. And you might leave with a prescription for an antidepressant, a benzo, and Ambien. Uh, I mean, the level of medications that have just skyrocketed uh, is just insane. I am not opposed to to medicine. I mean, some medicines like benzos, I don't prescribe them because once you start them, you're going to have trouble stopping them and they increase your risk of dementia. And I always remember the Hippocratic Oath and first do no harm, uh, right. that prescribing powerful medications that change your brain to need them in order for you to be normal, they're insidious. Um, is not the first thing I would ever do. Now, again, I'm not opposed to them, but in my book, The End of Mental Illness, I'm like, do these 10 things first if you're right. depressed, or do these 10 things first if you're anxious, or do these 10 things first if you can't sleep. That That's just a more rational way to approach it, but because of how insurance companies change, the reimbursement patterns for physicians that they forced us not me but they forced the profession to see more and more people to make the same income and so when i trained in the early 80s i was really trained to be the primary care doctor for your mind so i would do therapy and i'd do medicine and group and get to know your family. And and then around 1990, managed care took over and psychiatrists became the prescribers and they farmed out those other things to other people. And so it became pharmaceutical, a pharmaceutically driven, supported profession. So if you came to me and you were sad or you were yeah. anxious, the first thing we'd talk about is how you think. And I always think of people in four big circles. So we talk about your biology. So we talk about your diet. We talk about your sleep. We talk about your health habits. I have a mnemonic I use called Bright Minds, where I look at the biological reasons that you might be depressed, including how's your thyroid and how's your iron levels. So I'm going to do like a nice blood panel to assess well, how's your body working? Because when your hormones are off, you're not feeling okay. Um, and then we'll look at the psychological circle, which is how you think and what is your ant population in your head. Ant stands for automatic negative thoughts the thoughts that come into your mind and automatically ruin your day. And we live in a society of negative Undisciplined thinkers. And so um, I like the verse in Romans 12:2: be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, and so whenever you're sad, mad, nervous, or out of control, why not you write down what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. And then we'll take you through a process and go, okay, does this help you or does this make you anxious and depressed? And you don't, well, it was 28. Years old, Melissa, before I learned, I didn't have to believe every stupid thing I thought. I know. Um, like, no one, like, you should be teaching kids in second grade. I actually have a uh, kid's book. I don't know if, if I sent it to you. If not, yes, I Yes, you will. did. Captain They're Snout amazing. Yes. <laughs> and the superpower questions. Um, and then there's the social circle. I want to know about your relationships and work and what stresses you're under. And there's a spiritual circle, which is why the heck do you care? What is your deepest sense of meaning and purpose? And so head-to-head against antidepressants, learning how to not believe every stupid thing you think has been found to be equally effective, plus there's no side effects. (laughs) Head-to-head against antidepressants, omega-3 fatty acids have been found to be equally effective And there's virtually no side effects. Head to head against antidepressants, walking like you're late 45 minutes. I love when you (laughs) see this. And at the end of 12 weeks, now equally effective to Zoloft, at the end of 12 weeks of Zoloft, um, you're less anxious and less depressed. But as you imply, you also have less feeling overwhelmed antidepressants sort of ramp down the activity in your brain. And so there's also less joy and there's less orgasm. That really like irritated me to no end. I'm like, no, (laughs) No, I'm not going to ruin your sex life. That will make me sad.
0: I Um, I noticed that immediately. (laughs) Like this, I was like, something is off with me.
1: Right, you have trouble having an orgasm, and all of a sudden, it's not the problem. Now, is not just about you because <laughs> then your partner goes, "Well, don't you love me anymore?" or "Don't right. I turn you on anymore?" And then there's this whole psychology of relationship side effects. Head to head against antidepress Oh, I was going at the end of twelve weeks with Zoloft. You're less anxious, less depressed, less ability of an orgasm, uh, but you're now dependent on a medicine that has changed your brain to need it in order for you to feel normal. Head-to-head head at the end of 12 weeks or of exercise, less depressed, less anxious, you are sexier. You are, you know, more likely to attract someone and more likely to have better sexual performance. At the end of 10 months in that study, exercise beat the socks off so long. And so... Fish oil, learning how to not believe every stupid thing you think, walking. And oh, by the way, I'm a huge fan of Saffron. Saffron has 24 randomized controlled trials showing it's equally effective to antidepressants. But it's pro-sexual and enhances your memory. So I take Saffron every day.
0: Okay, awesome. And so any other supplements that you would recommend? I mean, I know it's hard to give a broad kind of scope on not knowing, you know, each individual that it's such an individual um preference, but, but you so said omega I think threes.
1: everybody should take a multiple vitamin every day because as a society we're deficient in vitamin D, we're deficient in choline, we're deficient in B vitamins and I just think it's a smart thing to do. Omega-3 fatty acid supplements Um, and then I think you should optimize, you should know specifically your vitamin D level and work to optimize it. And then it sort of depends on your type. Uh, I have a free brain health assessment. You can go to brainhealthassessment.com, know which of the 16 brain types you have, and then you can target the supplements to each type. So if you're persistent, It generally means you can worry and hold grudges and things don't go your way. You get upset. You probably need something to boost serotonin. Um, If your brain tends to be sleepy and you're distracted and trouble focusing can be late, disorganized, um, you're going to do better with green tea extract.
0: Awesome. And, I feel like I could just pick your brain all day, literally on all of the things. Can you just give me, because I always love to know, like, how to give me like a little snippet into a day in the life? Like you wake up in the morning, like, what do you do? What's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Can I just bet that it's not touch your phone?
1: It's not touch my phone. <laughs> okay. Generally find Tana's feet. <laughs> <laughs> if, she's, if she's awake, don't wake her up. That's not good. Oh, uh, I feel you on that. And um, yeah, so it's usually time with Tana. I make a brain healthy cappuccino every morning. What is and, that? What, um, do you drink coffee? Um, so half cap. It actually ends up to be a quarter-calf because um, I take half-calf coffee with unsweetened almond milk, blend it, it frosts like crazy, and then I put a little cinnamon erythritol sprinkle on top. It's so yummy. Um, I'm so
0: excited that you drink coffee.
1: So Not much. I'm not a big fan of caffeine, Uh, but I have a little bit in the morning, and... I make a brain-healthy hot chocolate at night. We haven't gotten tonight, But when when my eyes open, I say to myself, today is going to be a great day. And that way, I scan my day looking for what I'm excited about. And you popped up this morning because I um, was so looking forward to our conversation. Oh, and, that's so sweet. And then by 8.30... I'm on the bike, and that's where I do meetings, and I do it very specifically. So I'm the CEO of Amen Clinics and Brain MD, yes. and um, so I have a huddle in the morning, lasts about an hour, and I'm riding the whole time because wow. if you exercise, you naturally increase serotonin, and you become more flexible. <laughs> so. I think I'm just in a better mood. when, <laughs> um, and, and then, you know, three days a week, I'll lift weights or stretch. Uh, I, I exercise a fair amount to keep my brain young, go to the office, see patients, do, you know, whatever I'm doing during the day. I'm r- writing my 17th, if you can believe it, public television wow. special called Memory Makeover that I'm really excited about. And where uh, will that
0: be available?
1: Everywhere. Where there are awesome. public television stations next March. Um, Incredible. I have a new book next year called Change Your Brain Every Day. And it's really about this idea, brain and mental health are daily practices. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm always sort of working on a book or uh, a show. You've, so You've I written 12? You're a 40. twelve
0: time what yeah, what? I've been well, blessed. You're a twelve time New York Times best selling author, yeah, right? So, am I right? Right.
1: You're oh, right. you've
0: written forty books.
1: Yeah, I like writing. Wow. I like teaching. I like stories. Uh, yeah.
0: That's a strong and brain. Then,
1: and then you know, I'm always. I do a lot of work from home now since the pandemic. So I'm always harassing the children. <laughs> you know, when you adopt two new ones, life is busier. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I love my life.
0: That's beautiful. I love just. The and way then you, uh, think.
1: The, you know, the other habit that's really important to me that I highly recommend mm-hmm. is when you go to bed at night go what went well today. So for me, I say a prayer, and then I start in the beginning of the day, and I just review my day looking for what went well. Now, Mm -hmm. I always try to learn from my mistakes and for what went wrong, but bedtime's the wrong time for that. And so many people, their mind's busy, and they go to darkness. And I'm like, no. If you want to go to sleep, you have to go to light uh, the light in your life. And so I even look for the micro moments. You know, what was the smallest thing that happened today? And I have hummingbirds in my yard, and I love hummingbirds. Um, or gardenias just started to bloom, and they remind me of my dad because my dad was had a green thumb. Um, and then I, I go to sleep. And I'm usually asleep by the time I get to lunchtime. But I love the what went well today. And I even I did that even the day my dad died, it was about two years ago. And I thought initially, because it's just a habit, right? I mean, we all do what we train ourselves mm-hmm. to do. And, you know, so I did that a habit the day he died, and you know, the voice in your head, it's like you're a terrible person. But I did it, and it just made that day so much better because it was a horrible day. like was the worst day in the last 30 years for me. But there were some really funny parts of that day. And by training your mind, by guiding your mind, can really help you deal with some of the really lousy things in life.
0: I mean, that's just... For me, I I am a completely different person than you see sitting right here before you. I was so negative and just awful and nasty to myself for many years of my life. And I know it's possible. And and even just sitting here with you and, and hearing that it's possible for even people who are in the worst place right now, maybe if someone's listening and they feel like there's no hope. I mean, just hearing everything you had to say just gave me so much hope for so many people. And I know that's why I'm so drawn to you and, and everything that you share. I mean, you've enhanced the quality of my life exponentially and, you know, the period of time since I've been following you. And I just... I, I love what you do. I love the work that you share. It's, it's so incredible. You're you're making such a massive impact in so many people's lives, and I'm I'm just so happy to have had this conversation with you. And I feel like I can already tell there's going to be a part two because we'll have people send in their questions and, you know, give everyone an opportunity so that we can dive in and even a deeper way would be awesome. But before you go. I always end every podcast with these rapid fire questions. So I'm just going to ask you them and just give me whatever first comes to your mind. What gets you out of bed in the morning? I feel like you just answered it, but just like one short answer.
1: I have this huge goal to end mental illness by creating a revolution in brain health. And that gets me out of bed. How can I do this? How can we do this better, more effectively? It's time to get this done.
0: I love that. What motivates you when you're feeling down?
1: The mission. My wife, my grandbabies. Haven is four. She's hysterical.
0: (laughs) How many grandchildren?
1: I have five. Yeah, from four to 13. One of them has turned 13 today.
0: Oh, happy birthday. And you have five sisters and I am one of five girls. I thought that was very interesting when we discovered that at dinner. Pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) I will. What's your end-all, be-all self-care ritual? Like, what's that one thing that you do for yourself that always brings you back to yourself?
1: You know, it's, it's the rituals I put in my life. It's I'm really proud of myself when I do the right thing. And I'm really mad at myself when I don't. And I, I learned that's the secret. the secret, Um, Drew Carey lost a whole bunch of weight, and he kept it off. How? He said this, eating crappy food isn't a reward. It's a punishment. And I knew he would stay healthy, because it's the right mindset that, you know, the one thing I don't know if you remember the movie City Slickers with Billy Crystal. I love that movie. And he talks always talks about the one thing. And I know the one thing about getting healthy. It's when you do the right thing, praise yourself. And you're and when consistent, you, do the wrong you guys. Thing, it, and when you do the wrong thing, that's when you should get after. But pe- people often are like, oh, I can't have this and I can't have that. And when you approach that with a deprivation mindset, you'll never stay well. No. It's, if I do the right thing, I have energy. I have memory. I have independence. I have better decision making. I am my best self. If I give in to the impulse to like have a whole pizza, I'm going to feel dull. I'm going to be inflamed. I'm going to get fat because I have obesity genes in my family. And I'm not okay with any of it. And so being a good parent, like you said, you used to be really abusive to yourself. Like so many of my patients, I'm like, would you ever talk to a friend like that? And of course you wouldn't.
0: No, never. Uh, So
1: I really work to get my patients to be good parents or good coaches to themselves and, um, you know, talk to yourself like you're your best friend because you are.
0: It like makes me emotional. It's so true. And in hearing you say that about the way, instead of thinking like, oh, I can't have that, like rewording that conversation with yourself is like, you know, like even when people are like, oh, I have cheat days and this, I'm like, to me, a cheat day is like cheating yourself. Like if you want to have a treat and enjoy something, great. But it's it's interesting, like the words that you use and the connection, like the way you connect to it. So I love. And what I'm you not said. a fan
1: of cheat days either. You know, if you <laughs> okay. if, if you were a sex addict, would you have cheat days? If you were an alcoholic, would <laughs> you have so cheat <laughs> days? If you smoked, would you have cheat days? You know, no. What do you, you indulge know?
0: in? Like what is if you were going to indulge in something, like what would you what is your thing? Mine is coffee. I
1: love coffee. Um Well, I feel so blessed. I mean, the thing that came to my mind was alone time with Hannah. <laughs> you know? It's <laughs> that uh I am married to my best friend and you know, with all the children and stuff, things can get busy, but you know, the indulgence is, hey, let's go for a walk or let's go for a week somewhere. <laughs> so it's not food. It's, it's not food. Yeah, food doesn't make me happy. It used to make me happy to give in to, you know, before I really knew about the impact of food on my body. It's like, oh, you know, I love certain foods. But then I realized they didn't love me back. And, um, you know, I've been in bad relationships and I'm not doing it anymore. It's I only want to be in a good relationship with the people I love and what I put in or on my body. And we didn't talk about that. But what you put on your body goes in your body and affects your body right? So whatever you eat, but also the lotions and potions make a huge difference for brain function.
0: I could go to town on some non-toxic products. I love myself. Well, actually that just tees me up for my next question. There's two more. What is your, what's your favorite, like cult favorite beauty product? Is there something that you use daily that you love I mean, you're looking great, Doc. So share, (laughs) spill the tea, share the secrets.
1: Yeah, as opposed to you and Tana, I don't think I'm getting any prettier. But, um, (laughs) you know, and I wrote my book, Memory Rescue. I learned about this app called Think Dirty. And so I scan Mm -hmm. all of my personal products or whenever I'm in the store, I just scan them. And, you know, and I can read labels, to go good for me, bad for me. Um, but I use Barbasol shaving cream for like 50 years. <laughs> and on a scale of, you know, zero to 10, 10 being bad, it's a nine. And it wow. just horrified myself. And now I use something called Kiss My Face, which is a two, mm-hmm. and it's cheaper. Because it lasts <laughs> so much longer, and I just love it. I shaved for you today, and <laughs> I just sort of makes me happy. Uh, so um, that's my favorite beauty product. Although I don't think it makes it makes me less scruffy.
0: No, that's a great. That's a great tip to share. I just filmed a tutorial on all of like the beauty products and the makeup. And I, I'm so proud of them because they're all non toxic and they're amazing. And I think it is really, it's so important for people to understand these hormone disruptors that are in products that you just like would never even believe, even baby products, which is astounding. And I would lastly love to ask you, because this podcast is called Move With Heart, what does it mean to you to move with your heart?
1: Well, you know, of course, the first thing that comes to my mind is I don't love you with all my heart. I love you with all my brain. It just doesn't (laughs) sound right. (laughs) (laughs) Or you broke my heart. It's like, no, but, you know. You Broke My Brain sort of sounds like domestic violence. (laughs) Um, You you know, I love the passion question because that's what I really see it as, is, you know, what's the passion question? And, um, you know, I think anybody that does something truly great has a passion story. And the story for me is uh, when i first started doing this work i got so much criticism uh i mean i have like all sorts of arrows in my back but my nine-year-old nephew attacked a little girl on the baseball field in 1995 and um i've been imaging for about four years and getting a lot of hate from my colleagues but when I heard that story, I knew I had to scan him. Turned out he had a cyst the size of a golf ball occupying the space of his left temporal lobe. And when they drained it, his behavior completely went back to normal. That's wow. my passion story. If I wouldn't have looked, we would have sent him down the rabbit hole of hell, um, mm. psychiatry, and just too many people who need the information I have. So that's what moves my brain and my heart.
0: Wow. That's a story. Well, you move me and your work moves me. Where can everyone find you? Your Instagram website. Do you see patients still?
1: I do. Okay. Yeah. About a quarter of my week is seeing patients. And um, I have this series on Instagram which I think you're gonna be on. I am. I'm brain. so
0: excited. I can't wait.
1: It's so much fun. We've done about 60 people, and it's just one really one of the highlights of my week. Um, so they can find me at doc underscore Amen, a M-E-N, like the last word in a prayer, uh, or doc Amen on TikTok. Uh it's insane how fast our TikTok's grown. Um <laughs> Or uh, com or our supplement company is brainmd.com.
0: And your latest book is You Happier.
1: I know we didn't talk about yes. it. Uh, I know. Which this I- is, I'm like, oh, I should talk about it. But yes, I mean, no. ultimately, the with a healthy brain, you're much happier. And so it's a great book. I blow up some of the myths about happiness and uh, give some very clear prescriptions. So next time you have me on, we'll talk more about
0: it. Great. We'll talk more about that as I'm diving deep into it. So thank you so much for being on Doc Aiman. It was such a pleasure. I feel like I'm just like exploding with all all the stuff you gave. So I hope I hope this gave a ray of hope for so many of our listeners.
1: Well, you make me happy. Thank you.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. God, I have to say it still feels so good to share that the evolution of the MWH platform is finally here. And we are giving you so much more on the platform with your membership. We have a very special offer for our Move With Heart listeners. We've never done this before. For new members, in addition to your seven-day free trial, we are giving your first entire month for free. That's another 30 days free, you guys. We never do this. All you have to do is head to melissawoodhealth.com and use code move with heart. all lowercase, no spaces, when you sign up for a monthly membership. Let me tell you, if you did not know this already, MWH now offers so much more. I cannot emphasize that enough in every category to help guide you in both movement and meditation so you can feel not only your absolute best in your body, but most importantly, in your mind. So don't forget to get your first month free use code MOVEWITHHEART when you sign up for a monthly membership at melissawoodhealth.com And follow me on Instagram at Melissa Wood Tepperberg and MWH at Melissa Wood Health on Instagram and TikTok. I cannot wait to see you all on the mat.